Yo, it's a stupidly small podcast. It's Tuesday, the 20th of October, 2015. Hello, Lauren Clark. Hello, Stuart Farrell. How are you? <laughs> you know, I'm all right. I wasn't going to ask you that. I just because I just looked at your face. Yeah. And I thought we'll spare everyone the answer to that question. I'm good. You're Still good? benching. I'm not benching it a bit. Busted shoulder, so I'm sort of. A busted shoulder's not somehow. good. But anyway, that's enough for you to worry about. I'll tell you what, we do have to worry about. <laughs> what? It's what our next scam's going to be. What do you mean? Well, look, Lauren. If you look at the news over the last couple of days, and mm. uh, it sort of sits there and just. In the background, you know, and you just take it in. The and news, then, yeah, you just kind you of s- imbibe it. Yeah, yeah, and then you sort of listen to the tone and the shape and the the uh, sort of there's there's a common thread through a lot of it, right? And you and it's you start to form an opinion or um, uh, an attitude. Mm. And th- this week so far, mm. we've heard about the. Uh, Dorks dancing on the coffee table oh, and yeah. smashing the marble coffee table. <laughs> well, you, could you table. imagine partying no. with those guys? No. Like the, the right of the <laughs> Liberal Party uh, who would drink once a year, like, you know, you know, amateurs. I reckon Abbott drinks more than once a year. No way. Even when he used to go and... Um, no, no, he's famous for it. He used to go yeah. and say, hi, everybody, you know, roll up to a surf club or yeah. a, in one of his many um, stupid appearances. And pretend to drink the beer or have a sip of a, uh, the, the most minute sip of a light beer. And it was like he was eating I thought he had a blades. reputation for... For being a booze hound? Yeah. Abbott? Yeah. What? No, I did think he might have. Well, he's, he was training to be a priest and we know priests are notorious for uh, getting on the sauce. <laughs> All right. And Either you know, way. The good, ones, the good ones are the ones that get on the sauce. That's how they deal with being a priest. Is that right? Well... Not a, this is covering a whole. I was going to say um, this is a, what what is called anecdotal evidence in a court of anecdotal, law. Anecdotal. <laughs> I'm uh, throwing a blanket over the whole of the priesthood, and none of it is actual factual. Never a very good idea. But yeah, I was just ob- <laughs> yes. Well, that's sort of half my point. Right. I'm just observing. Yes. But you know, the the Catholic Church has been involved with, uh, you know, uh, child sex cases and the and the like. Yes. Um, and there's that sort of side of it, and then there's also the hard drinking side of it, which I think they're the guys that. Aren't interested in doing any of the fiddling, right. but they need some sort of outlet. It's, it's that thing we were talking about yesterday with repression. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. And then I suppose there's the third group oh, of many <laughs> that <laughs> probably just love it and live it and just want to help the community. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, but I was going to say, there are some there genuine are, articles in oh, there. Oh, excuse me, but my parish priest growing up was a booze hound. Right. Carlton supporter. Yeah. All the rest, you know, but yeah. he was a lovely guy. Yeah. He, did, you know, he wasn't a fall down drunk. Yeah, but he he liked uh, the the blood of Christ. Yeah, you know if you know what I mean. Like he, he maybe took an extra big sip each. Carnivore uh, in that yeah, sense. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so we we've we've had the the thing with the uh, marble table. Yes. And then last night there's the dogs on the table. That's the best tr- description of that story I've heard. Oh, could so you far. imagine them dancing no, to some no, top forty <laughs> crud? Like because it's the only stuff they've heard in their chauffeur driven car on the way to somewhere. No, totally. Uh, yeah. Uh, is the whole HSU thing that's going on at the mm. moment? Um, I can't remember Kathy Jackson's husband's name. Who was the who runs the thing? Head of it. Who who's up for a million bucks to repay? This was on uh, Four Corners last night, wasn't it? Yeah. I didn't see it. Did you? No, no, I've just been reading about it and, right, right, and listened right. to it. This is the background news we're talking about. And, and yeah. I was listening to a bit about it this morning and how her husband has been on uh, sick leave for nine months. Yeah. And, and but he's been doing all their legal work. I know. He's a, la- he's a lawyer. And I'll say legal and, evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he uh, recorded every conversation he had with his boss well, his in boss. which his boss said, 
Go on as much leave as you like, buddy. There's no cap on this stuff. Don't worry about it, allegedly. Yeah, um, so my point is, yeah. you get all this sort of seeping into you. Right. And going, where's my slice of the pie? You know, like if I if I forget to, if I don't have a receipt for the $200 donation I made last financial year. I mean, mm. you hear this a lot from mm. the common man. Mm. But, uh, you, you you know, you get st- stood on the neck. And nobody, and, the, and there's, there's no recourse. Do you know what? There's though? two different rules. I think that's right. But I do also think it's interesting how we that can be used to, that feeling can be used to, to be turned against us in the sense that if you are just an ordinary person working away and you see enough of that, um, you can kind of internalize it into a suspicion of other people and a kind of hatred of of anyone else getting anything like so for instance you know there are people who 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 think you know migration shouldn't happen because they're going to steal our jobs and also because you know they're useless and they're this and they're that and there's a whole list of stuff and that that is put down to being a defensive like I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid because right. my because I'm not secure like these jerks who are screwing the system right yes. I can't screw the system I there is no way for me to screw the system I have to pay all my Centrelink stuff back if I've five dollars paid over or whatever yeah. um and yet you know the and and so the government and the media and various other influences make people think that the that you know that, that they're being attacked by these people rather than so okay to make it personal <laughs> yeah because you're giving me that blank look to make it personal <laughs> I'm very good at that later. after I got robbed yes this is like the most base level of this right? right after I got robbed from in my house like a couple of weeks ago whenever it was uh, somebody did the whole house over. And it was one person, it was descri- the person was sort of described to me by the cops. It's, it's this, we know the, we think we know the guy who's, who does it. You know, he wears gloves, he comes in. It's a, been a completely frenzied attack and um, a few other people have said it was obvious that he was, you know, on ice, blah, mm. blah, blah. Um, I've then subsequently in the week since seen people in the street, like, you know, one sitting out the front of readings asking for some money or one, you know, sitting on a park bench with all this stuff. And I've thought, oh, God, that could be the person. Like, what? Really? No, because they're because – they're, they're, and it's not rational. It's not a rational thought, but it's like there's somebody there who's obviously, like, got a drug problem or whatever. Mm. And whereas usually I would see that person and think they've obviously got a drug problem, that would be the extent of my thought about it. You do, if you're feeling vulnerable, you're more likely to go, ah, that's the person that's, not necessarily that I think that that's them, but Uh, you, do you know what I mean? You can, you can irrationally, because you're feeling a bit under attack, you can then turn it into, oh, I hate immigrants or I hate. I can understand your point of view. From where I'm coming from, it's different. I know it is. This is like But it's a fine line. Like it, but. This is a pattern yeah. as far as, like, the, you, look at, you can go back to Bronwyn Bishop, you can go back to any of them, like, yeah. over the years. Totally. But this is even what... Even every one of them basically have admitted we've wrought it. Yeah, totally. You know? And this is what sort of socialists say and, um, you know, Russell Brand says and people who understand 
the system as our system. How has Russell Brand become the commentator for our generation? <laughs> Whole different sub sub conversation. <laughs> anyway, point is that that that's been you know Marxism's been saying this since <clears throat> well I suppose since Marx, hmm. but um, Fair but that, and I think that's true. But I also think that the it, it's just interesting to me that it can be subverted so easily, which is why people who are being screwed by conservative politics vote conservative. Do you see what I mean? I'm not saying you're doing this. Mm. I'm just saying I recognise the pattern, but it's you're funny. You're talking about the that workers that, that vote, yeah, that read I'm the saying, Herald Sun I'm saying and that would r- r- vote for the Liberal Party, yeah, even though they're the ones that are that's it. being treated like I'm the I'm saying drones. why has there not been a revolution? There hasn't been a revolution because people don't see, they, they think, oh, politicians and everyone else and you know, business people and everyone's banks, everyone's screwing everyone mm. and poor little me over here isn't. And then there's, this, then there's this person who's weaker than I am over here who's posing a threat and I know he is because I'm being told by the media or my feeling of insecurity is making me hate him or whatever. Mm. That means that you take it out on that person instead of burning down parliament. Mm. Very, so, so very long flip. way of me describing that. Oh, no, it's a good explanation. So we should basically flip... Uh, or redirect our anger. Yeah. But how do you motivate a pretty much sedentary, yeah. uninterested mass? <laughs> you know, that would be a really good mm. answer. To the, and maybe that's why, that's why, that's the answer to your Russell Brand question because you motivate them through a celebrity who's likely to, you know, set something on fire. Is it or just something. me? Well, is he very annoying? I'm sure it's really. I think it's just you. He thinks that Russell well, Brand's very annoying. I'm unsure because I don't engage online with people. Okay, I'm not one of the. I still. I think I'm because I'm like I'm crack guy. I'm huh? well. I I fall into the. I fall into oh. many cracks. <laughs> I thought you were admitting to having destroyed my. House. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I know this place. No, um, no. no I, like I fall into right. many cracks as far as. Uh, the property market's a good example. Yeah. Uh, the internet is another fair example. Mm-hmm. And and by cracks, I mean I could have I could have got myself involved in all of this and be all over it. Right. But if you were to be born now, yeah, you would have no choice but to know computers back to front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas I know I do know the basics and I do use them. I love that of. you know computers is the expression. It's well, gorgeous. it's pretty cute. You're pretty good. You're not bad. Wait, but my point is, you know, so I'm but you're crack not a guy. Right. So I don't, okay, know, I don't know where guy. crack guy came from in terms of Russell Brand now. Hmm. No, neither do I. But I don't think you're alone in not liking Russell Brand. Russell but, Rand. Russell Rand. But there are people like him, like uh, who's that other guy who did Bowling for Columbine? Uh, Mike Moore. Yeah. Who annoy people. They just always go into that's what they that's kind of their part of their thing is like I'm gonna go out here, I'm gonna be obnoxious, deliberately and divisive deliberately. And well, he's the, not in the same boat because he's not Tell you the two movies that really suck. Oh, here and, we go. No, no, because you've got Mike Moore you've, and you just remind me of two films I've seen that along the same lines that the, the younger people trying to be a bit like Mike Moore. Films, younger people. Wow. One of yep. them. One of them being Morgan Spurlock, who had a... I knew you were going to say that. There's the other one. Well, he had a good... He had a hit with... I don't know if it's a good movie, but he had a hit with uh, Feed Me McDonald's, Please, or what it was called. And then uh, <laughs> I caught the other night, uh, Sunday night, I think it was, 
I caught um, that sugar documentary, I think it's called. That sugar movie or whatever. Yes. I think probably the most annoying thing I've ever seen. In that few good facts and stuff, but mm. it just didn't work for me. But so many people have been raving about it that right. I went and watched it. Right. And I suppose I bought a salad yesterday <laughs> and I did check the sugar content in it. For Wow. What? Well, sugar is very bad for you. Yes. It's interesting because you think people like very that bad. are always going to annoy you, Stuart Farrell. Me personally? Yes. How so? Because they are going out of their way and it's their personality that they're putting forward, their subjective perspective on stuff, and it's a very deliberate, divisive one, and you are always going to think, he's trying to manipulate me, He, this is trying to – he thinks he's so clever and he's rubbing it in. I just think there's a formula, in. you know? Yeah. Which is true. When do we see the original entertainers? When do we when do we see someone that? But the original entertainers are just going to entertain. They're not going to bring you revolution, are they? You can't no, have but it you both can't, ways. You can't put on a documentary and then try and be Mister Snazzy Pants. Why, why can't you do it in such a way that is just like that is so informative and interesting and engaging? Like who? Attenborough. Uh, yeah, he's good. He's had his time, probably. Um, he's had his time. Well, I mean, he's, I is, mean there plan, is there an animal on this planet that Attenborough hasn't no. got his paws all over? No. Point being, though, oh, what's what, your Would format? there be one animal that he hasn't touched? What? I don't think so, but I don't think that's an indictment against the guy. No, but he's formula. <laughs> he's like 107 he's and he's changed the course of natural history. Has he? What has he done? Oh, for sure. Are you kidding? He's, he's shown us some close-up pics of grasshoppers. No, 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 no. Attenborough, I've told you about Attenborough before, haven't I? I'm going to forget the details of this, but Attenborough mm. was... Attenborough. In... Like, uh, that comedian... Kitson. Kitson. Because I refer to them both by their last name. Attenborough. Oh, how dare I? Kitson. So, so sorry, David. Abbott. David. Yeah. Um, he had... A, did a, He, when he was younger, Ali. was... Um, he was working in television at the BBC mm. at a really formative time and somebody said to him, you're good at this, could you run BBC? Now, I can't remember if it was three or four. I'm pretty sure it was mm. four. Can you run BBC four? And The good old days, actually. He, he was just like standing there at the right time. Edinburgh, what are you doing? And he was, Nothing. <laughs> Go and run BBC <laughs> exactly. four. But also yeah. he's clever mm. and he had opinions and thoughts about programming and all sorts of things, right? And there's a different system over there, you know, which which did work in their favour for the next few years while they set these things up. But he's in it, BBC Four, and he completely restructures everything. He's responsible for getting Monty Python on TV. Yeah, I remember he's responsible this. for. Um, he set up a model where he he started a thing called the Old Grey Whistle Test. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was called. It's a, one of the first music sort mm-hmm. of live music show quiz things, right? stupendously successful for generations. He started that at the same time he started the natural history section of BBC television. And he did that and he did a few other little sciencey nerdy things in the corner. But he set up he was smart because he set up the old grey whistle test and a couple of other things and, you know, the funny guys and whatever, so that people would go and watch their faces off like so he 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 built a model where there were really successful awesome things that people wanted to see not Mm. necessarily awesome but like crowd pullers right then he and he and he didn't he he didn't try and pretend that the other things were going to get an audience he was like who cares if they get an audience that's massive we don't want that all we want is a really high quality show 
that teaches people things and if those people want to go there, that's the place they're going to go. So they're going to get a high quality um, audience experience as opposed to like lots of bums on seats, which old Grey Whistle Test is going to That's like the get. podcast universe. In what sense? Well, I mean, there's, a, there's a quality experience in podcast universe. Right, I see. Yeah, Smaller yeah, yeah. audience in some respects. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's totally, and it's like the pay TV, you know, the American, um, you know, all the shows that are not watched by a lot of people, but HBO. they're like completely, yeah, the HBO model. Model. Um, but, uh-huh. but they're watched, they're watched like obsessively and it's called like you. water cooler, you know, viewing and blah, blah, oh, blah. We, I'm just going to put it out there that we don't say water cooler in, in here, even though it's warming up. I'm describing what I've, I, I, know, I used it's, inverted it's, commas. It's, uh, it's slowly be- becoming part of our uh, chat. In, like I hear it on the, uh, the old media. Right. And I think no, no, well, I was really quoting you can it. say water cooler. I literally did quote hands. You did? Yeah. But the more it's referred to, the more it becomes real, the more it becomes part okay, of the right, language. I will never say it again. Point is, he's smart. He set that model up. He then, if you think that, you know, people watching documentaries about lemurs in, you know, wherever lemurs live, um, was going to be a thing before he turned up. Mm-hmm. I think you're kidding yourself. He got all of the – he revolutionised the way stuff was shot. He paid people in really clever ways. Like he paid, you know, uh, the people who are actually doing the work. Mm. No, no, but he paid the, you know, the smart camera people to figure out new smart camera stuff and things like that. Didn't he just set up cameras in the bush and leave them for months? Uh, okay. So my little lecture about how great Attenborough is is I, no, no, I'm saying the, wasn't that one of his moves? Like he just set up a camera oh, yeah. on a log he, and then he and his mates, bear would walk past eating a yeah, monkey. Yeah. He did. He, yeah. <laughs> he did. He fiddled around with all sorts of stuff like that and probably some of it didn't work. But he was, he was in the right place at the right time and he was allowed to experiment and he's a very clever boy. You would have imagined with all these secret cameras out in the bush <laughs> that he God. would have caught a yeti. Do you think if a Yeti exists, yeah. Attenborough wouldn't have caught it? You just said he's touched every well, animal, animal in the Does he have a Yeti in his private zoo? Is he one of those freaks that has no like way. a four-headed lion, a Yeti, <laughs> a snake with legs? <laughs> a lizard. <laughs> Stupid. It's in my phone. Oh, I forgot to do it. I wondered, why, I wondered why you were like, no, yours is much better. You're right. You should definitely see Well, more. thanks. <laughs> Mine's a Ricky May type uh, version of. Yeah. Now, no, Lauren, what's in my phone? Of. What is in your phone? Fear. Steve? Fear and oh. worry. Oh. And uh, it's only going to get worse. On this half of it, uh, the planet, uh, we're approaching summer. So yes. a lot of you out there will be in the fall and yes. approaching your winter. Yes. Uh, we, on the other hand, are into the good times, and uh, with that comes uh, death. So, <laughs> with, um, and what I mean by that here, here in Australia, for I'm speaking to everyone, but those listening outside the country is a little bit of a lesson. Right. Okay. Settle in, kids. The hotter it gets, mm. the higher the chance of us dying is. Correct. Right. Not just from heat uh, type exposure, but snakes. And I was out <laughs> walking my dogs the other day. Oh, no. Did you hear Seasons First Snake? No, but um, <clears throat> two, uh, a couple ran past me and stopped and said, just so you know, we just saw a snake. It was just on the path and you better just watch your dogs. <laughs> okay, see you later. All right. And I, so then I've gone into panic mode. 
Every right. stick became a snake. <laughs> Every shadow was a snake. I didn't walk any in any grass longer than half a centimetre long. I was going, why didn't I pack the gumboots? Yeah. The works. It was yeah. Snake City. Mm. Once you've been told there's a snake I know. in the surrounding 10 acres, <laughs> you're, in, you're gone. Don't you think? <laughs> I'm so glad it's not just you. Oh, no. Look, I've only uh, ever seen a snake once, and that was at the oh, uh, in Death right. Valley in you're California. Crazy you... I almost stood on a rattlesnake. I cannot believe you have. I have had a brown snake around my leg whoa <laughs> that's deadly right the brownie's a baddie yeah. yeah thankfully it was a dozy brownie deadly. well look anyway i was walking in in what was woodlands essentially yeah. so you'd expect snakes to be there yeah, yeah, in yeah. fairness to the snakes yeah. right and i'm unless the snakes decide to sit at the kitchen table with me i'm not exactly <laughs> pro killing snakes even though no, no, not no. many people seem to care if you kill chop a snake's head off still What's in my phone, Lauren? Right, uh, yes. Is it uh, just uh, something that's popped up on the Herald Sun website? Right. Okay, and and my point being, you're in the woodlands. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what woodlands are. No, but it's cute. Yeah. You think you've got some around well, your I house? Well, I do. There's a there's a creek. I had to drive some to get trees, there. There's there? a creek, trees. <laughs> uh, okay. It was. It's down uh, for those in Melbourne in that uh, down near the old uh, ladies' prison, uh, fairly. Down near the ladies' prison. I'm just Ooh. imagining all the old ladies who've done things wrong. <laughs> Killing snakes. The old ladies' prison yeah. Yeah. where all the octogenarian crims are. Cheating at bingo, stealing wheelchairs. Yeah. Anyway, uh, continue. Uh, anyway, Herald Sun uh, overnight um, have reported that two tiger snakes were spotted. Where, Lauren Clark? Where's the last place you'd, you reckon you'd, you'd find a snake? Uh, tiger snake, mind you. I don't know. Where? People have been warned to be on the lookout for tiger snakes after who were spotted... On St Kilda Beach. Oh. Yeah. So if you can't sit in the sand, look, dip. I'm on the record of saying I hate sand, right? <laughs> yes. If they could grass over the sand and just go straight from grass to water, I'd be in heaven. That's a bit crazy. I love sand. Sand is the worst. No, and now, oh, best. look, it's got syringes in it. It's got no. bits of glass. It's got what? sticks. It's got dog doo. Well, not if you get it. And I, I apologize saying are. dog doo because that's an American. Yeah. What's wrong with saying poo? <clears throat> Dog poo. Dog poo. Mm. Unbagged dog poo. Uh-huh. Uh, it's got cans, people's lunch. Yeah. Now it's got tiger snakes. So if you ever needed a reason to stick away <laughs> from the beach, right. from sand, yes. you know what would ruin like, the beach if the snakes started swimming? Could you, cause, oh, yeah. no, that would be just the worst. Well, with sharks, yeah, yeah. stingrays, um, jellyfish, yeah. starfish, yeah. and other creepy crawlies yeah. and busted bottles yeah. in the beaches. Yeah. Could you imagine if you added swimming snakes to that mix? I mean, you'd give up. To, to the international this country would die. <laughs> to the international listeners, when you go to the beach, you don't encounter all of those things at once. Well, you can. It depends where you're swimming. Yeah, usually. Um, you're swimming at Death Beach. <laughs> but I have to say, I've seen a, like countless, can't even count them, snakes in my time. What were you doing with a brown snake around your leg? And I reckon it's because of the beach, because they love the hot sand and between... The la- you know the you know in the tussocks where the grass this is. This is St Kilda Beach. It goes from heavy duty traffic and roads <laughs> to, s- to sand, sand to like grubby bay. It's yeah. not like we're on an island somewhere no. and you walk out of the scrub into the sand. <laughs> like we potentially there are snakes. Yeah. No, I was walk- I once went on a bush hike that went for ten days in Crowaging oh. along National Park. You would have loved it. it was <laughs> the hell. That was amazing. Um, amazing at the end. Yeah, like, no, there were really bad times in it, but there yeah. were also amazing times. Did you get bitten by something? 
Uh, no, I don't think so. I just think of like war movies when I hear. Of yeah, no, it's a bit. It was a bit yeah. war movie. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and I came. I was. I was heading up. I was first. There were some mates behind me, uh, and I headed up on this big rocky outcrop. And you're looking at the because you've just climbed for ha 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 for way too long. You're mm. about to die, but you see the sea, and it just goes forever. It's a stunning view. I can remember the view perfectly. And I'm coming up this crest of this thing, and I'm like. And then I just went, what? I just, something in me just went, what's happening to my leg that is not good? And I had walked <clears throat> and I had not, I had, I had been scanning the ground because you really got to watch the snakes in mm. this part of the world. Why do it? And I, but I, it's, I'd been scanning it, but it had been, you know, hidden. Like they're very good at disguising themselves. So it was sitting on a rock it looked the same as or something. And I went and trod on it and it went around my leg. But it was so dopey from the sun. I'd obviously been there for the whole morning. Mm. And I was so just knee jerk. Like I just, as as soon as I felt it happen, I knew what was. And I went flick with my leg. (laughs) And uh, everybody, the people that remember this just think it was the most (laughs) ridiculous (laughs) moment because I've gone sort of high kick. This snake has flown through the Tell air. Tell me you hit a rock and just slip. And went, no, 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 I didn't. Oh. They're Brazilian buggers. The, the, that Not old scaly old Cheech and Chong that was stuck to you. He was <laughs> been eating the wrong sort of grass. Anyway, he or she, uh, I think it was a she because I think it may have been pregnant. It was huge. It was the it's biggest brown snake. killed his babies as snake. well. Win. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I didn't kill any such thing. It went away. It, it wriggled off. But... Well, there you go. Lauren, snakes, huh? Mm. Snakes. Hate them and they're back and they're on our beaches. So you're not going to the beach? Fear, fear, fear. <laughs> now, Lauren, I don't even know if we're going to post that article, but it was worth mentioning. If yes. you want to find it, you can find it at stupidlybig.com. That's stupidlybig on Twitter. And, of course, stupidlybig on Facebook. We are busily uh, arranging we the are. Festival of Stupidly Small Ideas. We're going to have an announcement. I'll read that as soon as we know what we're going to do. <laughs> but thank you for all. And... There have been the old cheeky suggestions still coming in, which you're more than welcome to do. Yeah, that is true. Just a higher chance it'll be disregarded. Lauren Clark, we've got to go. <laughs> okay. Stu Farrell, mm-hmm. see you tomorrow, my friend. Bye-bye.